and welcome to another episode of Rest Period. My name is Chris. And my name is Mauricio. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Well, Mauricio, it's been a wild, wild week. Has it? Yes. What's happened in this wild, wild week you speak of? I got a mountain bike. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. How's that? Huh? How, how is that going for you? Great. Cool. <laughs> Uh, why did you buy a mountain bike i'm not gonna lie you don't seem like a bicycle person to me i know we've already had a discussion on bicycles but like in today you know what i mean like today's world you don't seem like a bicycle person i mean i love motorcycles so bicycles are basically motorcycles that you power with your legs (laughs) i suppose i suppose but yeah i know you're right i'm not really necessarily the biking type of guy but um, some of my friends were like, we need to do wheelies. And so then we were practicing and I was practicing on my friend's bicycle, but I wanted my own cause I don't like to take turns. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So my wheelie game is getting better for sure. That's awesome. Is that helping your motorcycle wheelie game? Mm, I wouldn't know. I haven't tried to wheelie my motorcycle. Not this one at least. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully I feel like I want more disposable income before I start trying to wheelie motorcycles. <laughs> I can get that. Yeah. But yeah, I got this mountain bike. It was actually a really a huge struggle to get this bike. Because there's no bikes? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. I went to the uh, the Trek store. Uh, Trek is a bicycle brand. Um, yeah. The other day just to like test ride a couple of bicycles because um, I kind of want mm-hmm. a street bike. Anyway, I found mm-hmm. one I really liked, but like their in-store stock, I mean, shelves were empty, which is like... When you go to like a bicycle store, yeah, they have some lower end stuff, but most of their stock is like near the thousand dollar range and above, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like everything that was under a thousand dollars was like gone. Everything near a thousand dollars was basically gone. Like most of the stock they had left was everything that was like in the two thousand dollar range and higher. Yeesh. And even then, there were bicycles that were like some like the higher end stuff that was like low on stock. Because I, I mean, I asked the guys. Yeah. Speaking of like $2,000 range. So I know a guy that just got a bike about $10,500 or so. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? You have to be really into it and or um, have a lot of disposable income. Like, for example, like if you're really into bicycle racing or whatever, or just bicycle stuff in general, but like really into it, like a couple of guys I know, I think it makes sense. But But I mean, it's like it's not even a racing bike. It's a dirt bike. Uh, not dirt bike, uh, mountain bike. No, I know. I get that. But that's what I mean. Like if you're really into it and like go a lot, like, like say for example, I could probably afford to buy that if I just set aside enough money and whatever. Like I know I could do it, but to me, that Mm -hmm. number is just like insane for a bicycle. I, I would just, I would rather buy a motorcycle, but that's because that's still something that's like disposable that I don't really need, but I could purchase if I wanted to. And that said, well, see, that's the, that's the thing. That's kind of like that's where I go too. like what you said with a motorcycle. Like, yeah, for ten thousand dollars, you could get a brand new, really nice motorcycle, which has an engine. Right. Or a used, really, really nice bike motorcycle. Yeah. And I just I, I guess I just can't understand what part of a bicycle is that expensive. Yeah, that that I also like that's the part that really gets me too. like even if I had like a million bucks, for example, and I can spend it on whatever mm-hmm. I want. I yeah. don't know that we get a $10,000 bicycle. I can see why bicycles get up in the multi thousand dollar range. But once they push over 5K, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think at a certain point, the R&D 
aspect of it and the in the material aspect of it i mean i just think it's mar- it's it's just marked up because of the brand right and because yeah. they don't make that many i think maybe it's just literally because like they can and people will right and supply and demand and whatever but like more on the first thing yeah it, yeah it's just it's crazy because like on a motorcycle i understand you know you have expensive parts or you have an engine like I, there's just a lot more physical value there that makes sense to me right like there's just there's nothing on a on a bicycle that to me i'm like yeah that's a two thousand dollar part that makes sense to me it it just doesn't so anyway i did not buy a ten thousand five hundred dollar bicycle that's good yeah (laughs) yeah i yeah no i no nope no way (laughs) but i did i did have to get one from rei because i was planning on like oh i'm just gonna use this for wheelies and stuff let me go get something cheap from walmart i drive to walmart there's not a single bicycle. I was like, all right, that's weird. Let me go to big five. Not a single bicycle. I was like, hmm, okay, Target. Not a single bicycle. Okay, different Walmart. Mm, not a single bicycle. <laughs> you went on a road trip to find a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I was really trying. That's so great. anyway, it was really upsetting. So then finally I did the whole order online, pick up curbside or whatever from REI. Wait, let me guess. Did you spend like $600 on it then? Yeah, in that range. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah. Because like at Walmart, Target, whatever those places, you're gonna you could find like one that you could use for whatever what you just described for like probably like a couple hundred or less. I think less, probably like 120. Right. Exactly. Like literally, it's yeah. it, it's it's good. Like when when you get to bicycle range that that's that low, it's good enough to actually like it does what it's supposed to do, but nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm still yeah, like it, you mentioned the thing about the bicycle and ten thousand dollars, and I'm still like up, like I get mad because of that, you know. Like I just I'm still like my attention's still stuck over there, so sorry. Yeah, I mean I guess like I, it's it's funny though because it's like I'm just not passionate about bicycles. Like I think about it like with cars, right? You have let's say like let's call a uh, I don't know a Toyota Corolla is like the Walmart bicycle of cars, right? Right. And and then like a BMW 5 Series is like the REI of um, bicycles. And then a, uh, let's see, like like a, a really high-end Trek is like the Porsche or something like that of bicycles. But then Santa Cruz is like the, like you start getting into like Lamborghini territory or whatever, I guess in, in the analogy. But then... At that point, like with that, you know, kind of going up in that range, then you start to think like, okay, well then like a Bugatti Chiron, like that, I'm sure there's a bicycle equivalent of that, you know, some bicycle that costs $60,000 where you're just like, there's no way. But then it's like, well, but people spend a million dollars on a car and like at a certain point, is there really a million dollars worth of R&D and parts and all that? And is it physically worth that much? Eh, probably not. But it's the most extraordinary thing. And someone who's really passionate about cars, like for me, if I had, let's say a billion dollars to burn, I'd probably go buy a Bugatti. (laughs) Yeah. If I had a billion to burn, why not? Yeah. Like not because I necessarily need it, but just because it's like, why not? It's super cool. I love cars and that'd be fun. Right. Right. Exactly. Anyway, I guess, I guess I do kind of understand it. It's just hard because it's not something again that I'm that into. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, cool. I'll take the, the, bmw of bicycles or whatever and just be happy and be like yeah it works it's efficient it's mechanically sound right 
Right. You know, exactly. It's, it's the first bicycle I've ever bought that has hydraulic disc brakes. Ooh, ooh, that those are nice. Yeah. They stop real well. Yeah. Even on a cruddy bike, it's going to be really good. Oh wait, you bought REI. So REI is not a cruddy bike, but still like, yeah. Cause like I, I test rode a couple of, um, of road bikes and one had disc mm-hmm. brakes. The cheaper one did not have disc brakes and the cheaper mm-hmm. one was like 1100. And I mean, it stops mm-hmm. well, like it's still like a good bike. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I test rode the one that's like 15 or 1600 bucks. And first of all, mm-hmm. world of difference, those 400, 500 bucks. So that's the one I'm getting. Um, mm-hmm. But it also came with disc brakes and it stops probably like 20 to 30% better or faster yeah. than the one without. And like, but like also just like a little bit of braking, like on the levers, you notice it way more than a little bit of pressure on the levers with like the regular bicycle t- um, brakes, right? Yeah. It's like, it's probably like if you look at it, a car, it's probably like the difference between like drum brakes and disc brakes. Except I've seen some like super high end race bikes still have the, um, whatever they're called, the regular old brakes, the ones that grab the rim. Yeah, like the little pad things. You know what I, you know, the only reason, because I've seen that too, even on like some of those really higher end bicycles that cost like a arm and a leg. Um, yeah. The only reason I can think of as to why they do that is because of weight. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the only thing I can think of. And like when you're powering yourself, like obviously like in car racing, motorcycle racing, weight is a big deal. So you can shave off five mm-hmm. pounds, you know, you can go that much faster. But like mm-hmm. when you're talking bicycle, because it's first of all, it's human power. So it's like, mm-hmm. right, it's <laughs> your fractions of a horse <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, you know, it's human power, but it's also all the aerodynamics. So every little thing like I know when you get up to that level, every little thing counts what you're wearing, how it inter- how your sweat's interacting with your clothes, you know, like <laughs> like no, seriously, like they like don't like anyway. But then also it goes into like the bike, like. Like, cause I did ask the guys at Trek at the Trek store. I'm like, why is this bike worth this much money? And they're like, well, there is something to be said for like the R and D thing, because like they were saying, I mean, they do like so much testing and whatever. And like, they see that, you know, I I don't know how they do it. I mean, maybe it's all marketing talk, but I'm sure it's, there's truth to it, but like, you know, they're seeing how the bike with a perp, with a body on it, with a race some eraser on it is like how it's cutting through the air to make it as efficient as possible to get the least amount of drag right so anyway every little thing when on bicycle racing matters i think even more than Hmm. on like motorcycle racing or car racing yeah that makes sense yeah anyway well anyway speaking of bicycles and cool things about them oh one thing sorry before we end off on bicycles Mine is a hardtail. I didn't even know that that was what they were called until I found out that was what they're called. What is it? But it basically has suspension in the front, but not in the back. Huh. Yeah. Which apparently is good for wheelies. Great. And did you even do that on purpose? Did I? Yeah. Like, did you buy it on purpose as a hardtail for wheelies? No, this was my approach to the bicycle that I bought. Ready? Uh-huh. It was really, really, I did so much research. I, I looked at everything. <laughs> okay. And then I went to the REI website and I went bicycles, mountain bikes, and I did sort by cheapest first. And then whatever that was, I was like, <laughs> bye now. <laughs> what about the sizing? Because again, I was, my plan was to go to Walmart and buy like a hundred dollar bike. Right. <laughs> and I was like, the only reason that I 
went with something more expensive is just because one, it was available and two, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm, I do kind of prescribe to the idea that you get what you pay for. And while obviously like I did buy the cheapest one, it was still like, I think the cheapest thing that REI sells is probably still higher quality than the most expensive thing Walmart sells probably. Um, oh, for sure. But, but I just, I was like, if I'm really into it, right? Like, let's say I, I have this mountain bike for a year and I fall in love and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Then great. I'm more than happy to spend, you know, $2,500 or three grand or something on a really nice used one or something like a super cool one. But I don't want to do that up front because I feel like it's sort of like people that, you know, get into photography and are like, oh yeah, I want to do photography. And they go and they buy the most expensive camera. And then they're like, oh, my pictures are terrible. And it's like, yeah, because you suck, not because the camera has nothing to do with it. You know, in the same way, I didn't want to go buy the most expensive or like a very expensive mountain bike and go like, oh, this is no fun. Like this bike is stupid. I wanted it to be more like, you know, buy a bicycle that meets my experience level, you know, which is nothing. So, (laughs) right. So anyway, so I figure that's a smart way to go. And obviously, like, you know, Portland is a pretty bicycle friendly area to be in so i figure i can probably sell it if i end up like wanting to buy something different you know right right for sure anyway so yeah that that's uh that's bicycles for all of our loyal and beloved listeners great i love it thank you for all of that mr christopher you're welcome mr mauricio that's right um great well you know Back on the thing about 10, you know, bicycles that cost 10 grand or whatever, you know, I think like that's almost like a pet peeve, right? Like things that like Mm -hmm. cost too much and you just don't understand why. I mean, I guess it's not really a pet peeve, but it's kind of like in that area. It's sort of like a wild peeve. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I like that. You should trademark that. Consider it done and trademark. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Anyway, so. Wait, 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 pump those brakes, pump the brakes. If they're hydraulic, tap them. If they're regular rim brakes, then just like grab them really hard, but pump the brakes. I'm doing all of that. Okay. I realized that we need to announce that our merch is like live. We've gotten, or at least I've gotten a delivery already. And let me tell you, it's pretty sweet. Yes. Yes. I totally forgot. I thought we had announced it, but you're right. We have not. I don't think we have. We haven't. Great. Our FAQ finally reflects that, yes, our merch or branded material is now available. There are shirts. There are sweaters. There are leggings. There are T-shirts for women, T-shirts for men, T-shirts for, well, not really any T-shirts for children. We can get on that. But for right now, you can just buy a big one and they'll grow into it. Um Oh, we, oh, I just realized I actually have the ability to make like the, the things for toddlers, you know, the ones that it's like a shirt, but it buttons, oh like, my God. there's like a little flap or whatever. Yeah. So I can make one cause Shane obviously for his kid is going to need one. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. Please. I need to do it. Let me, let me note that down. All right. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually some of my pet peeves. We had just talked about some wild peeves or one wild peeve about that $10,000 bicycle, which still makes me go crazy in my head. But, um, mm-hmm. but I had some pet peeves that I wrote down because like Barbara, my fiance, uh, she, she, she notices things about me obviously, and then points them out. And then I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I'm sorry, but this is how this is life's going to be an example of this. I have a spice shelf and my spice shelf is organized in a very specific way. It's organized by 
color or shades of color. So you have like the one end of the spectrum and the other end of the spectrum, one being near white and then one being near black. Right. So like pepper, for example, is on Mm -hmm. is the one at the far end. And then white pepper actually is on the other end of the spectrum, which is I find hilarious. Right. So it's not organized by spice type, sweet, you know, desserts, whatever. It's organized by color. So then I have white pepper, garlic, onion, salt, uh, uh, I don't know. And then like the green stuff, like thyme, basil, mm, herbs, devoir, or however you say that. And then you go into like the browns and, and reds. So you got like some cumin or cumin, however you say it. You got uh, this Trader Joe's mushroom umami stuff. You got some cayenne. Anyway, so sometimes what happens, though, is somebody will use a spice and they'll just put it back wherever. Right. And. Mm-hmm. I go to grab my spices because I also like put them back in the same place each time. And so I'll go grab one and I'm like, why isn't this, let's just say garlic granules, which is like yellowish white. It's not in its spot. It's like this on the other end. And I, and I just like lose my mind. I'm like, and then, it, but it's funny because I actually do lose it a little bit. So I go to Barbara. I'm like, babe, did you use my garlic granule? Why isn't it here? Why did you move it? And then she just laughs at me. She's like, because the first time I did it, she got like, she was shocked. Like, oh my God, why, why is it such a big deal? The second time she did it, she did it on purpose so she could get my reaction. She for she wanted to film me, but didn't. Anyway, she thought I would have seen it when she did it versus later. So whatever. But I fully freaked out. I was like, babe, you can't do this. You have to put it back with the other colors. It's. Ah! Wow. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> well, um, I, I'm just going to say what everyone's already thinking, which is that you sound a little bit like a psychopath (laughs) like dangerously close to serial killer that's a very thin line you're walking along but you know what's great chris what it's it's only with specific things so i'm like that with my spice rack and then i'm like that with like my plates and stuff right because i have a very specific set of plates and cups and whatever right so like our roommate brought like a mug like a coffee mug Mm -hmm. and it did it doesn't match the plates and bowls and whatever that I have. It just doesn't go with it. Cause it's one of these mugs that has like a graphic on them, you know, kind of like, you know, one of those things where you get like at a, like at the airport says, I love New York or I love whatever. Right. Or whatever it says Mm -hmm. anyway. So it was one of those. And I just, it was hanging there with the rest of the mugs. And I was like, Nailu, this has to go. I can't, (laughs) it can't, it can't be here. She's like, but it's my mug. I was like, keep it in your room. I can't have this. Wow. I'm like super, I'm like, you're right. I'm walking a very fine line, but it's only with my kitchen stuff, right? And then also like my drawers for like my clothes, right? I'm the same way with my clothes. Like, why did you put my pants with the shorts? Like the shorts go here, the pants go here, right? Like similar thing. But like with everything else, I'm kind of like, I don't care, right? Like, I mean, I put things in order, but like if it goes out of order, I'm not like psychopath like I am with these things I just described. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess to an extent, I'm the same way. Like I put everything in its place and I'm very organized in that way. But if someone else doesn't, I don't really care. I just ignore it and put it back where it's supposed to go. Yeah. No, I like I don't expect other people to follow along with my eccentricities. See, I do because I've explained them to my roommates anyway. Yeah. I yeah, I guess. I mean, when I had roommates or flatmates or housemates or whatever they're called. <laughs> um, I I guess that the thing that was so irritating to me is that I 
felt like I was always the only clean person. And so everyone else would just make disasters and leave them and be messy and dirty and filthy. And I just, it got to the point where I was just like, I'm never living with someone that I'm not like in a relationship with ever again. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I get that for sure. Yeah. It's just cause it's like, Oh, it's so infuriating when you like to have a clean kitchen and you want like for me, a clean kitchen is important because that's where you eat. Like that's where the food goes from the refrigerator into your mouth. You know, like that needs to be a clean, neat space. But then it seems like other people are like, yeah, whatever. Messy, dirty, filthy kitchen. That's fine with me. And I just can't deal with that. Yeah, that's that. That's bad. I mean, my mom definitely instilled into me like the clean kitchen thing clean spaces mm-hmm. and stuff because like i mean she's definitely like a clean very clean person so i i yeah. i get i get you on that yeah do you want to know one of my pet peeves hit me okay so you know when you're texting someone or like let's say you text someone and then they text you back and then you call them and then they don't answer right that is the most irritating thing ever because usually when i'm doing that it's like i like let's say someone texts me and then I call them. It's like I'm driving. I'm not going to text you or like I'm in the middle of something and I don't want like I hate texting. It's so irritating. Like I have to sit there on my phone doing that and I'm just like locked into that versus like if I'm on the phone, I can just be vacuuming or doing something, you know, and oh, it's so irritating. Or when you text someone, they text you back, you text them back, they text you back, you text them back, they text you back, you text them back and then they don't answer and you're like... <laughs> Did you die? <laughs> oh, man. Was, has there been some tragic accident? Have you gotten hit by a car? Like, what happened? Right. And then they text you like eight hours later as if nothing happened. <laughs> and you're just like, bro, what? Like, how does that work in your world? Like, that would be the equivalent of you're having a conversation with someone. <laughs> you're just talking. You're like, oh, hi, Mauricio. Oh, hi, Chris. How's it going, Mauricio? Oh, it's going pretty well. How is it going with you, Chris? Oh, well, you know, today I went to the store. What did you do today? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Your eyes glaze over and you're just frozen. And then four, five, six, seven, eight hours later, your eyes reanimate and you go, oh, well, today I went to the park and I walked a dog. And expect me not to think that you just suffered from some horrible brain shutdown syndrome. Anyway, it's infuriating. I hate people like that. Yeah. I hate them so much. Yeah. And the problem is everybody does it. I was just going to say, you must hate me sometimes. I do. And that's what's so hard. So I have to just tell myself, you don't hate these people. You just <laughs> hate this situation, which is true. I don't actually hate the people. I hate the situation, but it is irritating and infuriating. And I strive not to do it. Right. Right. It's also why I don't have red receipts enabled on my phone. Oh, yeah. That's the other super irritating thing. When someone has red receipts and you send them a text and then it's like red and then the little like typing thing comes on. And then it goes away and then they don't answer you for 10 days. <laughs> Dude, I know. I like when that came out, like when I heard about that coming up, I fully turned yeah. that off as soon as like anyway. Yeah. I was like, I don't want because I also know I'm bad because here's the thing I've done sometimes too, just to shed a little color to the situation here, shed some light. Mm-hmm. I get a text message. I read it. I get distracted. I mean to text you back. Or not you specifically, but like just this, like as a, as like a thing, right? I mm-hmm. mean to text you back, but I forget because I got 
because some like maybe maybe I'm on the couch, right? And I read your message and then I'm reading your message. And then Barbara says something like, oh, hey, babe, you know, what do you think about blah? Right. And in my mm-hmm. mind, live communication is more important than text message based communication. Mm-hmm. You know, so then I'm like, you know, if it's something important, I'd be like, oh, give me a second I'll, and I'll like type something out. Right. But anyway, so like but it'll happen a lot and I'll put my phone down and then you know, we'll talk or whatever. And then I'll just forget about it. And then I might look at my phone later and I might, and I'll probably open up to the text message page. But if I'm opening my phone to look, say, look something up, I'm not going to care about what page is open. I just instinctively swipe up to get rid of the screen and then go to my Safari browser and then do Mm. whatever I'm doing. And then by that point, the message is already read. So like, I don't have a notification thing. I don't have a little red circle on my phone telling me I have an unread, you know, in the text message app saying an unread message and then and then later on when i go to text somebody or whatever then i'll be like oh yeah wasn't i texting so-and-so oh yeah oh yeah cried let (laughs) me (laughs) whoops but then but then i'll do that thing that you just described where i'll be like nothing happened (laughs) wow yeah yeah you're what's wrong with the world I, I really am and i don't mean to be what i'm what's wrong with the world but i am and i'm sorry it's okay. I feel like I've probably done it. I feel like I wouldn't be this angry about it if I didn't do it. Sure. You know? sure, sure. Like that's that's the thing that I've found is generally the things that infuriate you the most are the things that you've been guilty of yourself. Right. Like bad driving, for example. Yeah. Except I uh, mm, I don't know. I'm well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I put like, let me let yeah. me put it this way. I get infuriated with like slow drivers and people who don't know how to drive in general. You know, they do like these like crazy lane changes that you're like, how are you? How is your car not in a car crash ever? You know what I mean? Like, like you see like Mm -hmm. some of those wild, wild lane changes where you're like, you just changed three lanes at 50 miles an hour with oncoming traffic passing you. How did you just live through that? Anyway, yeah. or like slow drivers in the fast lane, right? And I get really, mm-hmm. and I get really, really mad at them because I like to drive um, quickly. I like to go from A to B in the least amount of time possible. I'm not per se mm-hmm. illegal, but enough set. Point is, mm-hmm. I think because of my because of karma, I'm just gonna chalk it up to karma because I've definitely done some really like a hole moves where I know I'm not gonna crash or anything or whatever. And it's maybe not necessarily bad driving in how I look at it, but maybe it's like frightening or terrible to other people um, Mm -hmm. or just, you know, makes them upset because, you know, they got cut off or they said something that's like is too aggressive for them. I mean, I've definitely like anyway, like that's that's why I think like I get even like I think I get more mad at bad drivers than like normal people do. You know what I mean? Kind of to your point. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I get mad at people who try to kill me when I'm on my motorcycle. <laughs> yes, I was just going to go to the motorcycle thing, but for a different thing. But it's probably also because I've like smacked into people's mirrors at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, one time, <laughs> one time I, I was, I don't know. Anyway, I was going along the freeway and I... I looked behind me and I swore it was in the early morning. I was going to work and I looked, I was going to go left, left lane on the freeway. And I looked behind me. I swore I didn't see anybody. And then I go to like change lanes. And I'm like, when on the motorcycle on the freeway, when I'm not like very awake, like I don't change mm-hmm. lanes aggressively. I'll just like, look, okay. And I'll just kind of like mosey on over there. Right. Mm-hmm. I did that. And there was 
a car there. Hmm. Like, I just like, so like, since it wasn't aggressive, it's just like, you know, tap. Oh, oh, hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I was so like, what just, I, I looked, it wasn't there, right? Anyway, yeah. the car was an Escalade and it looked kind of new and the guy wasn't having it. So like he speeds up and like waves me to like pull over. And so like I pull up next to him. I'm like, what? He's like, Ugh. and I was like, cause you can't really talk on the freeway. And yeah. anyway, I look at the thing. I'm like, okay, there's definitely nothing there. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes of my life and be late to work. So anyway. Oh, did I have another pet peeve? I think I had another one. Let me check my note. Oh, I, my pet peeve is. When people have some sort of beef with you, but they either won't tell you what it is or they won't get over it if they did tell you. Oh, like where let's say someone says like, oh, you said this mean thing or did this mean thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't intend to upset you or whatever. And but like I give them a sincere apology or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they're just still mad and they continue to be mad and just glare at you anytime you see you. I hate people like that. Yeah, and I don't get it either because, like, I've tried to hold grudges and I can't. Yeah, me neither. It's so, like, it, I'm like, what's the point? Why why hold a grudge when you can just go on with your day and enjoy it? Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't really hate people like that just because, again, it's really hard for me to keep a grudge. But I, when the situation presents itself, I'm like, this is actually so dumb. And then generally what I do is go like, okay, well, I guess I'm just not going to try to talk to you and just live my life anyway. Because, because the thing is, I'm like, if someone is that way towards me, they've got to be that way towards multiple people, you know? Right. And so there's no way that they're living a happy life. So, you know, why, why, but it is why, weird. Yeah. And like, why associate with somebody like that? Right. Why let it cloud my sunshine? Exactly. You don't need that negativity in your life, Chris. You need some you need some sunshine and rainbows. Exactly. Well, great. I choose joy. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. I do too. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's kind of that. Also, I really don't like being electrocuted by electrical outlets. Little minor pet peeve. Yeah, I don't think most people do. Yeah. Or static. Oh, I hate static so much. Oh, yeah. When you're walking along somewhere and then that used to happen to me at the office, like, oh, so many times a week I would reach for a doorknob or something and just get absolutely electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That was horrible. I get that. Not from, well, secondhand personal experience, I guess. I don't know. Barbara had a phase where I would shock her all the time. Mm hmm. And I mean that quite literally as I said it. I would shock yeah. her and it was a phase because every day for like a couple of weeks or almost every day, I would shock her usually multiple times a day. Jeez. And it like there was no rhyme or reason to it. And then it just stopped. And I mean, we never really gave it thought, but you just reminded me of that. I was like, huh. Anyway, so I, I get it from a second hand view. Second hand view. The best view. Well, <laughs> I think that's it's debatable. <laughs> oh, man. Great. Well, before we close out for the night, Chris, I wanted to get your thoughts quickly on uh, the 5G. The 5G? Yes, the 5G. Mm, I don't know what's wrong with having just 4Gs. Mm, but isn't bigger always better? Not really. Are you sure about that? Yeah, like, think about it. Would you rather have a Hayabusa or a Panigale V4? Ooh, you got me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I 
The thing that's so irritating is there isn't enough actual scientific proof in either direction. Like people are like, 5G kills you. And I'm like, where are the dead lab rats? Or 5G doesn't kill you. And I'm like, where are the alive lab rats? It's like someone needs to just take some lab rats. And I'm sorry to people that don't like animal testing, but I do think like in a scenario where you're trying to present some world changing technology, it might be beneficial to try it out on something other than humans. Right. Uh, and like, it seems like it'd be so easy to organize some experiments, like take some aquatic life and put an aquarium next to a 5G tower and take some lab rats, put them next to a 5G tower, see what happens, monitor their health. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to study. Right. And if there's no issue, then that would be super beneficial and good because then you could just show people here, here's some reassurance. And if it does end up killing all the animals, well, then maybe we should reconsider pushing the technology forward, you know? Right. I think either way, it's win-win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That said, my vote is that the animals live happy lives and I get 5G because while 4G speeds are great, I would love to have 5G because I just think it's cool. Also, I could just not have home internet and I could just do everything off my 5G phone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that said, when it comes out, the prices are going to probably be like astronomical and whatever. Maybe not astronomical, but it's definitely going to be a premium. I don't know. 4G LTE was never a premium. Yeah, but like, because 5G is also going to, it's going to roll, like, based on everything I know, it's 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 going to be hard to implement across the nation, much less the world, as like a blanket coverage thing. Um, Like, yeah. I think it's only going to be available in big cities or medium yeah. to big cities, right? Like New York's, LA's, and then maybe down to like your San Diego's, um, you know, whatever. Portland. 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 Yeah, great. Portland's a large city. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but, you know, it's fun. <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that happened. It, it did. It really did. And it can't unhappen. <laughs> nope. It's going to be here. Because even if you take it out of the recording, the NSA still heard it. That's so. right. But it's going to live in the recorded version forever. Yeah. You know why I want 5G? Why? So that the people surveilling every single one of my conversations can hear my audio more crisply. Yeah, okay. That's a that's a great reason. Yeah, that way there is no doubt. Like there isn't like did he say shoe or who? You know, it's like he said shoe. Yeah, sure. There you go. So, anyway, I mean, I I've kind of I I've resigned myself to the fact that we're living in in the 1984 world. Right. You know. And as long as I keep buying iPhones, I can't really argue about it. Yeah, like if you really want to like disconnect from the world but still have technology, my God, you have to get like, I mean, so it's basically impossible. I saw this, um, I, I forget who did it. It was a journalist though, from some publication or another that's famous and whatever. Um, but she did this like four week trial thing, right? So like first week, no Microsoft tools. So like Microsoft, you know, Outlook, whatever, but also Microsoft service. So anything that runs on the Azure platform. And then the next week Dang. was Google. So no Gmail, no Google search, but then also anything that runs off of Google Google servers. The third week was anything Amazon related or AWS platform backed, whatever. And then the fourth week was all three of them at the same time. And she got like her techie friend or whatever, like they set her up her phone. Well, they got her a new phone that wasn't iPhone because she, they couldn't do the settings on iPhone to like restrict access to certain um sites not because they don't restrict the site but they restrict the server that it's running on right so like azure aws google um mm -hmm. 
long story short, like you could live without being connected to one. Like if you if you had to live without being connected to one of those server, you know, websites that connect to connect via those servers, you could you could live your life. You could, you know, because there's enough variety between the three big ones to where you could access mo most of what you need. But when she did the fourth week thing where she couldn't connect to any of them, dude, like almost nothing was available. Like who's out there? Be, be, the, the big three control. I don't know how much of the market when it comes to like providing cloud computing and servers and whatever for other websites, mm -hmm. but it's a lot, right? It's definitely yeah. a ton. So if you a metric ton or probably multiple metric tons worth of metric tons. That makes sense. Yes. That's a lot of tonnage. It's like metric tons squared. Wow. Yeah. That's an exponential function. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um, but if Y is a function of X, do you really need to know why? I don't know. Don't talk to me about math. That's a pretty good question. <laughs> I believe. Maybe you. our listeners will answer it in the comments. <laughs> and you're going to have to grade him, Mr. Teacher. Yeah, except we don't really have comments, so that'd be kind of hard. But they can they can email us. They could email. Well, they can leave comments on Apple Podcasts. That's true. But we'd prefer for them to just leave really positive reviews. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not really a commenting thing, is it? Yeah. It's a review thing. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Hey, listen, everybody, disregard the comment thing. Please leave us great reviews. Yes. And on that note... This has been my I think period. it's time. Well... Wait, are you ending it or am I ending it? No, no, it? you end it. You always end it. Yeah, I'll end it. It's over. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, no. We got to have a happy ending. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Rest Period. I'm Chris. And I'm Mauricio. And Shane will be back soon when he's done with all the things that he's doing. Okay. I'm going to stop recording. Did you stop recording? Same. Just kidding. I did not stop recording. I keep doing this to Mauricio. He he thinks that he can get me by not by not I don't I don't know how he would get me. Never mind. I'm confused. I confuse myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for misleading you, Mauricio, but it's Chris's time with the listeners. So for today's episode of Chris's Time with the Listeners, I would like to just say thanks for listening and keep on being awesome.